Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Daily Run. As we roam through Romans, this is the Run of the Mills podcast. My name is Mike, and I am your podcasting guy today and every day here at uh, the Run of the Mills podcast. And we are doing a verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter study through the book of Romans. If you're joining us for the first time today, I would encourage you to stop listening right now and go back and listen from the beginning. Um, yeah, I know you might be looking and saying, hey, this is like 145 episodes. Yeah, but they're short, you know, and while you're waiting in line to pick up your kids from school or while you're in traffic or uh, while you're brushing your teeth or whatever it is you happen to be doing, a short little thing for you every day. Uh, hopefully it's a blessing to you and uh, challenges you and encourages you in your walk with the Lord. And my big hope is that as we go through Romans, that you are really feeling like you are getting a firm foundation in what Christianity is all about. And so we're in Romans chapter 12, and as we've mentioned a number of times, the book of Romans is broken up into very um, nice little bite-sized chapters, and those chapters uh, are are divided uh, in a very logical fashion, even though, of course, we know that the Bible chapters were not uh, were not original with the author. So in other words, when Paul wrote the book of Romans, he didn't say chapter one and then write. He just wrote the whole thing. And so later on, the chapter divisions were added. But they're added in great spots, and it helps divide up the book. And for me, it really helps to keep track of what the book is about. And we've talked about that a lot, talked about that yesterday a bit kind of ran back through the first uh, 12 chapters and how they fit together. And so in chapter 12, we're talking about how a Christian ought to live and so or ought to behave um, is what my Bible says in the uh, little added, um, uh, what do you call it, subheading for the uh, paragraph. So anyway, we've been going through these uh, at a fairly slow pace, um, which I guess for me is normal. Um, but I've been breaking these up uh, in the in each verse. There's they're kind of in these little phrases, you know, like verse nine says, "Let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good." We we talked about those individually and how they kind of fit together. He goes on and say, "Be kindly affectionate to uh, one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer." distributing to the needs of the saints and given to hospitality. Um, And so that's kind of the end of the little paragraph. And we have gone up through verse 13. Last time we talked about distributing to the needs of the saints. And we talked about that, um, uh, you know, we ought to be prayerful about what God would have us give. You know, one thing that we do definitely see in the Bible is this idea of giving sacrificially. And I know that oftentimes we give out of our abundance and, that's uh, not, it's not really sacrificial giving. It's not, there's something wrong with that. You know, Hey, if you've got abundance, well, um, look for those that are, are lacking, look for those you can bless with it. Um, but again, we talked also about how that doesn't mean that you just, um, give all of your money to, um, away to the poor. Jesus did tell a guy once, you know, that was a wealthy man, you know, sell all you have and give the money to the poor. And the man, of course, left sad. Now, that was not a command for everybody. That's one of those things that when we read it, we have to say, okay, is this something that God is um, is applying to every person or is he applying it to that ind- that single person with us then to consider how it applies to us? And I, I think that's the case, that 
we see from that person who was very self-righteous from his own statements that um, Jesus was able to look right at him and see where he was lacking and uh, where he was um, not accurate in his self-assessment. And so, again, it's one of those things we live in an extremely wealthy nation. It's very easy in a, in a culture like ours that embraces selfishness and glorifies uh, greed and um, getting more um, to buy into that. And we know that this life is not all there is. So we talked about that a lot last time. This time, I just want to talk just a little bit about the last little phrase, which is given to hospitality. Um, the NIV says practicing hospitality, which I like, but I don't think it's any more accurate um, than give, given to hospitality. Now, the, the word hospitality there is interesting. It's, um, it, it technically means uh, friend of aliens, friend, friend of those on the outside. That's kind of the idea. Um, if you were to break it up literally, um, sometimes if you look at words in the original language, literally is not necessarily what they mean in the way that they're used commonly. And so sometimes you can look at it and go, oh, it's from the, it, you know, the, the Greek word is from the root for, you know, xeno, like xenophobe, you know, alien and, and uh, phileo as in like brotherly love, having brotherly love for aliens. Uh, of course, not space aliens, in case you were wondering. Anyway, but the, gen, the, the word, you know, if you look at most translations, you're going to see the same thing. You're going to see that it's talking about hospitality. And I remember years ago hearing a pastor speak about hospitality, and it really blessed me, and that he said, you know, hospitality has the same root as hospital. It's caring for people. That's what hospitality is. And over the years, I've noticed that there are definitely those people that have a gift for hospitality. I live with one of those people, um, and it's one of those people that, you know, when you're, when you're at their home, you feel comfortable, you know, and that's kind of been our goal. And my, my, my wife pointed out to me a while back that there were things that she used to, I think she said like she used to find them um, a little irritating, but then she realized that it's a good thing. Um, and things like when somebody comes over to your house and they're hanging around, hanging out and they fall asleep on your couch. Like, that's not rude. They just feel that comfortable at your home to make themselves that at home. You know, um, when when somebody comes over to visit and they just feel comfortable because you're not you're not putting something upon them. Um, and, and so I guess I guess here's the thing that a lot of people mess up with this whole idea of hospitality. And it's not so much receiving hospitality, but it's being hospitable. And a challenge for a lot of people, and a lot of people in the church um, in particular, and, and I, don't, I shouldn't say in particular, I think a lot of challenge for people in general, but since we're talking about Christian things, we'll say in the church, um, one of the challenges that people have is that they, they forget that hospitality is not entertaining. You can be hospitable to somebody. You can welcome someone into your home. You can have them over and care for them and love them and share with them without your house being in perfect order, without your home being perfectly clean, without all the dishes being done, without vacuuming, without having any laundry laying around, without having the house perfect. 
Now, is there anything wrong with having the house clean? Absolutely not. But if you get to the point where we are not being hospitable, we see somebody that's that's in need, we feel that call upon our, our you know, that tugging on our heart to invite somebody over, to have somebody over, to bless them. Somebody's having a rough time. You say, you know what, I'd still love to have them over for lunch. Oh, but, oh, there's all that laundry on the couch. Oh, but oh, the kids haven't cleaned their room. Oh, but I haven't vacuumed. Oh, but the bathroom's dirty. And, and then we don't invite the person over. There's a, I think there's something to, to, to consider there. First of all, we're not offering hospitality because we're concerned about how we might look, right? It becomes a pride issue. It becomes, I'm not going to care for that person because I'm afraid of what they might think of my home or that they might judge me or that they might uh, think bad thoughts about my, my housekeeping abilities or my housekeeping skills. But that's not what hospitality is about. Hospitality is not entertaining. Hospitality is about caring for people. And so if you're one of those people that you find yourself not being hospitable when you'd like to because you're concerned about the cleanliness of your home. Well, I think there's one of two things you could probably do. Number one, uh, clean up. Number two would be to consider that maybe that person really doesn't care that your house is a little messy, that that person doesn't care that you didn't do the dishes. They might actually be blessed to see that somebody who seems to have their life completely together, that, oh my goodness, sometimes their house is a little messy too, and their life is a little messy too, rather than trying to put on a show of perfection for the outside world. So again, I'm not saying don't clean your house. I'm just saying don't let a lack of cleanliness, a lack of order in your home keep you from being a person who offers a hospital-like environment for people that are hurting and in need. So hopefully that blesses you today. Talk to you next time.